welcome back to Fresh Out the Podcast, episode 26 or something. Uh, our Christmas slash stuff. Spoiler alert, still up. Uh, I'm Jahananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. I'm Jahananan, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. No, no, you're you're Gary. It's a Merry Christmas Eve, and that's why there's tomfoolery afoot. Uh, everybody, don't forget to hang up your stockings tonight, as old man Claus may come by and fill it full of tic tacaries. Also, he'll scoop up your cookies and milk and drop them down his gullet if you're so kind enough as to leave him snacks. I am a tabletop titan and improv comedian, Gary Avenger. You can find me at Casualty CDG, and behind me is a a brand new. Just arrived today, Xbox Series X. Merry Christmas Eve to you. I'm incredibly jealous. And I am the professional media and movie mastermind, the Fun House, Drew Munhausen. And this is actually episode 25 of Fresh Out the Podcast. So we're at a, a quarter of a hundy oh, episode. Cool. Episode so. 25, just in time for Christmas Day. Half a yeah. year! Just in time for December 25th. We're actually going to be dropping this episode. Um, a few days earlier than we normally would, so that we can have this arrive on Christmas Eve. Hence, oh, Gary's a... Christmas Eve references. That's a gift for everyone, right there, isn't it? We are, we are actually not recording this on Speaking. Christmas Eve, as that might surprise you. We're doing it a little early because, you know, we have other things that we want does, to be doing and does spending that mean time I have with to, family. Does that mean Christmas I have to Eve? put my Series X back, Drew? No, 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 no. no, no. You're good. What are you? You're, you're, you're messing with my timeline. It's Christmas Eve. <laughs> it is Christmas Eve. I am genuinely very excited for you, Gary. Yeah, I am too. I am, I'm horribly green with envy. I'm just green with jealous rage right now. But so I'm I have to install you. both battlefields now so that I can play the 128. So you can still battle. play with my plebeian ass? No, so I can play the other one, because of course I'm going to play with your plebeian ass, but I'd like to see what the 128-man maps look like. <laughs> well, I have, I have some questions I want to ask you about that, Gary, but I'll wait until later in our takes, because for now, we'll talk Christmas time, which, um... You know, you know Jahan loves the holidays. He's wearing his Lord of the Rings Christmas sweater for oh, like... Oh, that's right. The... Happy birthday, Jahan, before we get too far. It's your birthday. It's, it's my birthday. birthday. Speaking of a, about a gift to everyone, right? Everybody hashtag happy birthday, Jahan, for this episode. Oh, thanks. Well, Jahan, so, I mean, that kind of not changes the discussion necessarily, but, you know, what I wanted to talk about was... We have, of course, been recording this podcast through the months of November and December. So the holidays and things have come up throughout, you know, things we like to do or things yeah. we look forward to. But now I feel like it is upon us. It is time we can talk about it. But I'm just curious for, for both of you, you know, not necessarily any favorite Christmas movies or things, but like what? Are there any, it might not even be your favorite Christmas movie or show or whatever, but is there one of those things that's like a required viewing or experience for you 
at this time each year, it might be watching Home Alone, or it might be making sure you take the time to drive around and look at Christmas lights, or it might be, you know, it might be a tradition. It might be, you know, what, what, let me, what are those things that you both look forward to at this time? So just, uh, just general holiday traditions, right? That's what's on the table here. Yeah. Uh, it's not just limited to what we're watching. Um, because I actually, I don't watch, I'm not a guy who has a movie that they go to every year. And I, in fact, I will watch a Christmas movie every year and maybe I will watch two, but I'm not a big Christmas movie guy. So for me, that is the thing that I do. But like, not the same Christmas movies each no, year, right? That's no, what no, no. Like, uh, I watched 8-Bit and I think I saw it on your list as something that you've, you've watched now. I watched that a couple weeks ago. And I'm good. You know, I got my Christmas fill from that movie. I liked it. I just don't need to watch any more Christmas stuff. Uh, and I have Christmas cheer. I feel like it's just Christmas movies aren't, uh, you know, I did one. I, I, I did that yeah. already. But I will tell you, <laughs> I will tell you, there's a, a new episode of Young Rock. Uh, and it's a Christmas episode. <laughs> and it is garbage. Uh, so if you're looking for something to watch this year that's Christmassy, there's always Young Rock. It could be your new go-to every year. It could be is your Young new Rock tradition. on season two. Did it no, get a season this two? Is, so this is actually season one, episode twelve. So I'm guessing this was shot way back when the rest of season one was shot, and they just held on to it for the holidays. Okay. okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, well, when it comes to Christmas and movies, I I I have a long. It, they just go hand in hand for me. Uh, not necessarily the Christmas movies. Uh, I do love them, however. But, you know, my birthday tradition, I get a pick where we eat, we go see a movie. That's that's my birthday. That's my birthday pretty much every year. And I love that about my birthday. I always get to pick what we see. Uh, all three Lord of the Rings movies came out for my birthday. You know, we have Spider-Man, uh, which I will be seeing again. Uh, a lot of good movies uh, in my birthday lineup. But as far as, like, what I, like, necessary watching, uh, I already watched Elf. I will be watching 8-Bit Christmas. Sounds great. Uh, Die Hard uh, is also one that I watch all the time. Don't care what anyone says. That's a Christmas movie. Um, I feel like my my two my big two are uh, Elf and Die Hard. I feel like those are my my go tos. Yeah, I'm. I, Elf is definitely one of mine too. So I'm. In the middle, right? Like, I don't have necessarily a Christmas movie or movies that I'm like, I have to watch this every year around Christmas time. Like, I have to. It's required viewing. I don't have that. Some people have those traditions. Um, for me, it's more of like, if I'm around the house and I'm doing stuff, if I'm doing the dishes or doing something, and if I can turn on tv like whatever's on cable to a station that's playing christmas movies or a christmas movie i will usually put that on in the background just to like keep up with the spirit which typically is something like elf or um home alone or uh national lampoons you know christmas vacation and things like that the movies that are typically on tv around this time so um of course tim allen's the santa claus right <laughs> that, that's that's a good one. Uh, so, yeah. So, but, but, you know, I really do associate video games with this time of year because 
when you know when I was a kid and you'd get off for Christmas break from school, you know, off from school, that's what I would do. I'd sit and play games all the time. Or typically, my Christmas list always consisted of multiple video games. And mm. if I received those games on Christmas, that's what I was doing up until the moment I have to go back to school. So I always just the holidays is always a good time for me, I think, to play a lot of video games. I don't know if y'all have that, too. I know we play a lot of video games all the time anyways now, because we're adults and we have, you know, time at our hands that we're not having to study and do school stuff yeah. like we once were, so we get... Well, Jahan, I know you do, you do take classes and stuff, but still, you know what I'm saying. You get, hey, you get the gist of what Jahan I'm saying. Jahan got, like, an A-plus on his, on his business. Yeah, I did. I nailed my that? final i got my I, I got my certificate yeah i'm i i did the thing technically graduated yeah. congrats congratulations <laughs> and just in time for your birthday yeah thanks and just in time for christmas day but what do you what do you for anybody watching live john what are you looking up at what's it what i you thought i heard something on my roof oh is it santa claus i don't know it's Christmas Eve. It could be Santa Claus. Uh, maybe. That's you need to go clipping and clapping. Go, go run downstairs and see and come back. We'll I have a back. window that leads. I could, you know. Maybe you should. Go check it out. Sorry. Speaking of Tim Allen Santa Claus. Uh, do you guys have any. So you talked about video games. Uh, do you have any memories that stand out unwrapping that game or system and turning it on? and having one of the greatest days of your life. Like, do you have, I, like, that? I was fortunate enough to have a couple of those that stand out really Same. well. Because um, most of the video game consoles I got throughout grade school I got at Christmas time. So, I remember I remember getting a Nintendo 64 mm -hmm. um, and being really excited. Oh, and man. I remember us hooking it up um, in our main living room TV, so where my family usually sat and watched TV or whatever, and so I had that there, so I was playing it nonstop. But luckily, my family never told me, you know, hey, stop, stop playing that, I want to watch something else or whatever. They got on board. Like, we used to have family Mario Kart nights, and, you know, there'd be four of us playing nice. Mario Kart 64 on the, on the main living room TV, and... So my the N sixty four holds a really special place, and then that's really the gateway console that led to me becoming a more serious gamer later on. Um, and then the other one I'd say is the PS two. So I was fortunate enough to get a PS two when they launched at, at Christmas time. It had come out like a month or two before, and they were super hard to get. If you remember, like PS2s were impossible to get. It was the hot holiday gift. So and it's Thomas not like and they're... I, uh, he worked at HEB at the time, and they had just opened that brand new HEB on Fry Road, and they, and they had a video game section. Yeah, they used to have electronic ah. sections, and so he knew that they were going to have a PlayStation the day it opened, a PlayStation Two, and so my mom and I were waiting in line at like six a.m. And as soon as the door opened, we hauled ass over there and got it. And like, you're right, right before Christmas was like October or something. They were, like, super hard to get your hands on in time for Christmas. And we we got one, and then Mom made me go to school. So, like, I got to go home and sit it down in the living room and, like, look at it. And, like, oh, no! <laughs> and then had to go to school. And so all day I was like, 
man, I can't wait to get home and play the PlayStation 2. So uh, it wasn't Christmas, but I remember that, right? There's a whole day I remember, but <clears throat> none of them are actually Christmas Day. When the PS2, you know, of course, came out before um, that that generation was the PS2, the GameCube, and the Xbox. But the Xbox and GameCube didn't launch until a year later. So the PS2 was out on its own. So, there, you know, it was the only console to get that year. It was impossible. And uh, my father had actually, like, six months before... And this was in the early days of Amazon. You know, it wasn't the beast that it is now. Um, I think it was through Amazon. He he just had the notion of like, eh, he saw pre-orders or something were going live. And he was like, Drew might want one of these. And he ordered one, like just happened to. And then, of course, it was the one thing that I wanted and that every kid wanted. And he had one. And uh, he did a really good job of kind of setting the stage for like, hey, you know, I know this is the thing that you really want this year, but just, I want to be real with you, They're that they're really hard to get, so just, what else would you like, you know, what else would you get that wouldn't, that you wouldn't be disappointed with, that kind of thing, so he really set me up for, like, I did not think I was going to get it, and I had told him, I, just get me a regular PlayStation, like, I'd be fine just having a PS1, because I didn't have one. Like, just anything, you know, something new. And uh, so, of course, when I opened it, it was, like, at the back of all the presents was the last thing I opened. It was a big box that had the console and some games, and everything was in it. Oh, my gosh. I was elated. I was I was over the moon. I remember it very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I, have, I have a lot of those memories, too. Um, I'm thinking back. I don't know if I got either of those the year they launched. I feel like I got them the next one, but I could be wrong. Uh, I just remember a lot of kids having the 64 and me really, really wanting one and not having it. Uh, and I remember the PS2 specifically. I did get it for Christmas. And I remember, like, that was during the VHS to DVD conversion. And I was like, hey, mom and dad, check out this graphite. You know, like, I did a presentation about how DVDs were the future and PlayStation 2's uh, cost about the same as a, a DVD player. And I was like, you could just get one and make me really happy. Uh, but I remember unwrapping the N64 uh, with my older brother. It was like ours, you know, you remember that. Uh, and it was so, uh, it was fantastic. Opening the N64 is one of the greatest millennial experiences, like period. That was, that was it. That was the height of our existence. Uh, and then the housing market crashed and we were dead inside uh but um the n64 was great and uh i have a couple like specific video game specifically morrowind i remember unwrapping morrowind yeah you're right i also played morrowind on a christmas day i remember opening it going upstairs and changing my fucking life <laughs> like <laughs> it was so i was i was head over heels morrowind fantastic but you're right christmas and video games Absolutely. I remember taking my Xbox 360 over to my buddy Alan's house, uh, and, like, we would just play whatever games we got that year. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, it's, they go hand in hand. I also, I remember the year that um, the GameCube and the Xbox were launching, and, like, we were in middle school, and my friends were all split. Like, 
like they I remember having some friends that thought Xbox was really cool looking and I was a Nintendo kid so I'm like nah nobody cares about Xbox I don't want that I want a GameCube and you know and I got one and I got you know like Super Smash Brothers Melee and Luigi's Mansion and a couple of those other it's you know Star lunch. Fox game yeah yeah <laughs> I miss I missed out on the whole GameCube man and and so I got those, and then I remember Gary and I had a friend that got an Xbox and got Halo, and we went over to his house and played it, because I had no interest in it, so I had not done any research and looked at nothing, and we went over there and played Halo, and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, this is, this is pretty fun, too. <laughs> and then yeah. I did a stupid thing, but at the time, it's all I could do as a kid. I remember selling at GameStop, my N64 and all my games and everything in 64. And uh, with that money, I bought an Xbox. So go figure. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, no, definitely. When it is I funny to me to a... think back at a time where I thought the Xbox was stupid. And now I'm a, you know, more hardcore Xbox gamer. When I got my Xbox 360, my it my it was my birthday and my parents were they went out of town <laughs> they went out of town for their anniversary on my birthday and they left me alone uh <laughs> but but there was <laughs> but there anyways was, there was an Xbox 360 though uh i was like 16 or 17 so i guess that was fine uh, a good parting gift yeah like hey while we're gone there's this like oh well, okay but spending your birthday alone's kind of weird too uh, yeah, I don't know. There is, you know, there's some give and take in those relationships, right? I remember Everyone's right around the time. This is getting away from Christmas, but right around the time that Gary got his Xbox is when the crack, the first Crackdown game came out, <laughs> and Gary and I played the crap out of some Crackdown back the in the day. The first Crackdown was the best Crackdown. Definitely, yep. no argument here. Uh, do you think so, Drew? You're a dad now, uh, mm -hmm. and your child's very young, uh, so maybe you don't know quite yet. But do you think, and like, you know, obviously, Gary, you can answer too. Do you think that these experiences are still available? Uh, you think that they're going to get the same feeling opening up uh, a PS5, Xbox Series X, or what have you, you know, Nintendo Switch? Uh, like, do you think it's still that? Oh my god, my life's changed forever. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, Gary, you tell us right now. You're in your 30s, and you <laughs> just got an Xbox Series X right before Christmas. Do you have like that excited feeling of a new console within you? So you know, it's it's funny that you say that. Um, when uh, so I could have plugged it in when I got home, right? But I didn't. I got home and I ate and we watched some TV and I, I realized that I had like an hour or two until the stream started and I was like, well, what's the point of plugging it in now? Uh, I'm not even going to be able to play any games because I have to download them first. And so I didn't plug it in. But if I would have gotten this when I was 16 or 17, uh, I might have skipped the stream tonight because I would be playing <laughs> my new Series yeah. X because when you're a kid, you know, shit doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> your, your games, your brand new game systems, your life. So I don't think that it has the same effect on me as an adult, but I do think that that experience for kids is still absolutely there. Uh, I, I think of, uh, for as an example, lower class families. When I worked with the state 
uh, and we would deal with with poor families that would you know they still had a PlayStation One in their house, and you know that's fine and it's awesome and they game on it and they love it. But if you gave them a PlayStation 2, it would blow their mind, you know, let alone if you gave them a Series X under their tree and they opened it up on Christmas. Uh, Drew, you said elated. They would be elated. They would, coming that far with games and, and as far as video games have come, they're such a mainstream thing now that you almost miss out from a part of popular culture if you are not a gamer or you don't know a little bit about video games at least. Um, you know, they dominate the market, they dominate movies, they're, they're dominating entertainment as a whole, as a medium. Uh, I think for sure that there is still, kids can still have that moment that changes their life, that Christmas where they play games all, all break. Uh, I, I think that's going to be around for a long time. That's yeah. good. I think Professional that... gamers are a thing now, you know, that's, it's even more likely now than I think than it was before. Times have changed, but that feeling, I think, will still be there, even though the technology's different. The thing, it might be that a kid, you know, when we were excited back when we were getting our N64s in elementary school, imagine being at that age now, but you're getting a PS5 or an Xbox Series X because you're excited that you can stream your console to Twitch and be like one of your favorite Twitch streamers. Like yeah. that's a thing I'm sure kids strive to now because the most That's fair. The most wanted job by kids is like to be an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> well, who doesn't want to be? Look at us. Uh but, but yeah. I mean I I have friends now that are full grown adults that have been trying to get a PS five and haven't been able to that I know that if they magically got one Xbox under Series the Christmas X-ray. tree on Christmas Day, they would be just as excited, I think, as they would have been ten or twenty years ago. Yeah. So Yeah, I think I think that that's still there. I think it's just it is weird now being an adult and when there's something that comes out that I want, you know, I'm going to try to buy it if I can afford it. And that's it. I don't need to wait until Christmas as a kid. You don't have the disposable income and you're like, I have to wait till Christmas because the only way I can get this thing is to ask Santa Claus to bring it to me. And, um, so that changes as an adult. I have, my daughter is almost two. She'll be two next month. And so it's interesting now because she's starting to, she's not fully there yet right like with christmas and santa she's just not old enough but she gets christmas tree like she says it and she points to it and she knows that's the christmas tree and she likes it when it's turned on and the lights are on and she likes opening presents and and getting new things she she understands mine this is mine you know so she i think it's gonna be fun next year will probably be the year that it's that it's really fun yeah but um but she's getting there but i can fully say this that even now with her her age christmas is definitely not about me anymore at all and it hasn't been for a while but i mean it's really about her and the things like you definitely make the transition as a parent to it being more about giving True. Um, yeah, it's fair. And, and it is for receiving. Like, my wife asks me what I want for Christmas all the time, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And I hate putting her in that position, but it's like, figure it out. Because I, I don't know. If there's stuff that I want, I'll typically go get it if I really want it bad enough. So when it comes time for the holidays, I'm like, don't get, you don't have to get me any. I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It makes it difficult. That is, I'm like, stereotypically why dads get socks for Christmas, because... 
my dad was the same way growing up. He was into music. And if a new album came out, he was going to buy it. It was going to be at the house, shipped there, day one. He was going to have the album and have an opinion by the first weekend. Just so, uh, just tell your wife we... to do that thing you like. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the right in the butt. The finger in the butt. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Uh it's a, a stink finger from Santa Claus. <laughs> Up the old coal shoot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel I'm still a unsuccessful broke piece of shit, so I still rely on gifts for things I want sometimes. Um, I remember uh, I, I got a Xbox One very late, like years after the fact, and it was I was living with Gary at the time when I got mine. Uh, and I remember I got it for my birthday, and I was I was actually really excited. I was still in my like mid twenties, and I was still really excited to have it. You know. Uh, yeah, I, and I'd say like, you know, talking about the feeling, and this might be getting too much into the into the weeds about it, but I will say this: it is different now with the game consoles. Like, if you have, you know, an Xbox One or even an Xbox One X, and you're upgrading to the Xbox Series X. It's just a little bit different because it's not the same feeling as before when you get this new console with all new games that the interface looks different. Everything about it's different. Like Gary's going to yeah. pick that new console up and it's going to look pretty much like the old console and it's going to have all the same games that he had on it before. They're just going to run better, run faster, load faster. And some of those games like Battlefield, you'll be able to do some different things in or, or whatever, which is um, actually really cool. There Which is really are... cool, but it's just, it's not the same it's not as the like same. when you went from an N64 to a PS2. When you went know, from a Super NES to N64, job. that was huge! But yeah. that being said, I don't think that really matters to Fair. the younger generation as much. I think that they're still going to be... I think that's why you get your kids to Switch, to man. So initially, the one of the big things that you look for in these new systems when they come out is what are their exclusives, what do they have, what are their launch titles, uh, all of those things are really important. And there were no real launch titles on either side of the map for these platforms, which is fine yeah. um, because they're hard to get. So it almost feels like you haven't missed that much the first year. Yeah. But... But now on Game Pass, there are like three or four games that are Series X only. And I wouldn't even say those are great games. I don't even know the names of them. But I know they're on there and that I couldn't play them and that now I can play yeah. them. So it's it's coming to the point where it's getting you're going to realize, yeah, you're going you're gonna to have these new options. But to your point, you're right. It's been a whole year of you basically have a Super Xbox uh, and you don't have any games that your Super Xbox can play. Yeah. It's just you can play the other games better. But it's, I think it's, it's coming. It's, it's I think you're exactly right. It's coming. It that's, is coming. There are going to be games that are eventually exclusive to Series X or PS5 that aren't backwards compatible or on the old consoles. And then we're going to start seeing some really cool stuff. That is right. Oh, speaking of which, I guess I should download that uh, Unreal, Unreal 5, 5 demo. Yeah, demo. for the Matrix. I meant to do that about. so that we could talk about it, it on looks the podcast so this weekend, and I totally forgot to do it. So, um, before I move on from the like unwrapping games thing, I forgot one of my biggest ones, uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> I remember that life-ruining game. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, if you want to keep your virginity intact, 
Just play that game. Uh, but I remember unwrapping it. I remember logging on. I remember making my first uh, character, which was a dwarf hunter uh, named Calumdor. I remember going to the start. I remember playing the shit out of it on Christmas Day. And I remember the days leading up to it making, like, spreadsheets about what character I would make. Uh, and just getting really into it, the pros and cons. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, I remember yeah. Gary and I had a, a good friend in high school, and he was really into WoW. And one year for Christmas, he got a, like, a special massage chair. Because that's, because he, and so he sat and played WoW all day while using his new massage chair. And then the next day, he was just sore beyond all belief because <laughs> you're not supposed to sit in one of those massage chairs for like an hour He's straight. all bruised. <laughs> exactly. So that's funny. A wow adjacent story. Yeah, I had... Uh... Yeah, I, I got way too into World of Warcraft. I was one of those World of Warcraft people I got way too into. I was out of work. Uh, I was in between jobs for like a month at one point. And I got a character all the way to max level in like a week. And I was like, ah, man, there's something wrong with me. Uh, but yeah. World of Warcraft, great Christmas gift. One other real, really, really random Christmas thing is that when I got older, and I think it was, maybe I was even in college. I don't know. I'd obviously still get excited for Christmas, and it'd be Christmas Eve, and, you know, I think it's safe to assume right now that we're not preaching to anybody out there that still believes in Santa Claus, but, you know, sorry if I'm breaking that illusion for you right now. Um, I, I anyway. hope that your wife listens to this in the car and the the delusion that you're breaking is your own <laughs> daughter's. Somebody, <laughs> some parent is going to listen to this in the car with their kid, which I do have it marked as explicit content, so you shouldn't do that. Anyway. Hey, like I said, this show. I hear something on my roof, all right? But uh, no, but anyway, I uh, when as I got older, my parents would be like, "Hey, can you?" We had a two-story house, so they'd say, "Can you just go upstairs and don't come back downstairs for the rest of the night?" Because we don't want to stay up later than we have to. And basically, Santa was going to come, and I'd be like, "Yeah, okay." So I'd I'd go upstairs, and I remember sitting and playing Xbox and. Not really, like, being excited for Christmas so I couldn't sleep, but just wanting to play something. Yeah. And there were multiple years in a row that I just played the Xbox 360, like, Xbox Live version of Uno for, like, hours <laughs> on end because I just couldn't go to bed. But I didn't want to play anything else too taxing because I was too excited about Christmas. That's just a really random Yeah, question. I was like dead, too. I got so excited. I, I I think I was sick for my birthday, and I was too excited about Christmas, and so my mom stayed up, and we watched The Labyrinth. Uh, I don't know. That's So Labyrinth has Christmas memories for me, too. I don't know. When there are kids in the house, Annie is, like, powered and loves Christmas, and she puts, like, the, the Santa snow prints down and does, like, the hiding elf on the shelf stuff, and if there's not a kid in the house, she doesn't give a fuck about Christmas. <laughs> like, it's night and day. Uh, so sometimes we get lots and lots of dope Christmas swag and Christmas cheer, and, uh, and Santa, you know, you get that vibe that Santa's coming, and you, you do all the sweet little stuff, and then other times you're like, eh, it's just the two of us. We don't have a kid. Like, <laughs> we'll make Christmas next Friday, you know, when we get paid. Yeah. 
it's definitely Han different. did touch on the Lord of the Rings movies earlier, being around for his birthday, which was always on Christmas or at Christmas Eve. And I would just say, like, I do like there's something special about watching the Lord of the Rings movies during the holidays for me. Like, I know they're not Christmas movies, but I associate them with Christmas time. Same, because of obvious reasons. Yeah, I those those movies. Oh man, I, don't, I we're not going to. We'll talk about that when the show comes out, and I will not shut up about it. Uh, I can't wait for that show. It's going to be way better than the movies. <laughs> I mean, I, that would be something, and I hope so. That'd be cool. Uh, anything, anything else y'all want to add about the holidays? <sighs> Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, uh, whatever you celebrate. Uh, you know, spend time with your family, or you know, if you're by yourself. Just, you know, try to enjoy your time, you know. Also, I think uh, after this comes out, you won't hear us again until after New Year's, perhaps. Um, and New Year's if, Day is, uh, I right, think. Right, so, so have a happy New Year's. Happy, happy uh, New Year. Uh, from, from fresh out the box. And if you are, you know, if you've got mental health problems, we're here for you and we love you and... You should seek help and get the things you need. And, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking about you, everybody who's at home alone on the holidays. Uh, we here at Fresh Out the Box extend our, our heartfelt happy holidays to you. Happy uh, no matter, holidays. No matter who you are and what's going on. Uh, well said. Yeah. Well said. Well, um, we do have, I think, some quick Fresh Out the Box takes that we can go through this, this week. Um, I, I only have one. I've only got a couple, and, the, and they'll be quick, too. So this will be a, a quick little little Chris, extra Christmas gift for everybody. Just some extra fresh out the podcast content. An 8-bit Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I know you talked about this a few weeks ago, Gary, um, but I did. I My little things I have to mention today are, are Christmas-related. So um, 8-bit Christmas. I watched this on HBO Max. And... <laughs> I mean, it was fine. Uh, it, it. Here was the thing that it's like when something's not what you thought it was going to be. I don't find that to be a fair criticism when you should just be judging the thing for what it is. If that makes sense. What I'm, yes. what I'm okay. saying. So you like can't be mad at a movie for not doing something that you thought would be better. You just have right. to judge it based on what they did do. So I thought it was going to be more along the lines of like Jingle All the Way, um, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Christmas movie where he's trying to get the hot toy <laughs> of the year, Turbo Man, and you can't find it anywhere. And Love like, that movie. The crazy things that happened to him trying to get, obtain this item. I thought it was going to be more like that. It's not. This is not that. This is a boy who really wants a Nintendo whose parents are just straight up like, no, we're not going to get you one if if you want one, figure it out. And they're not, it's not like they're in short supply. You can walk into a store and get one. <laughs> this kid is literally just battling the fact that his parents told him, no, you can't have this. <laughs> so like, the um, whole, yeah, the whole town ends up telling, you know, trying to tell the kids no. And a bunch of the parents are protesting stores and stuff. So yeah, like Drew said, it's not that he can't, it's that he has to like sneak past the parents to get into the store. You know, it's, it's a new problem. It's kind of a, and I like that. It gives it that wacky holiday feel. Yeah, so it wasn't. So that's what I'm saying. We're like, I can't fault the movie for not being what I thought it was going to be. Um, but that being said, you know, 
um, Neil Patrick Harris is kind of the narrator of it. He's not really in it that much. Um, and then Steve Zahn plays the father, which I like Steve Zahn. I like Steve Zahn, yeah. The current Steve Zahn we're getting and things like this and the White Lotus that show we watched recently. Like, I just like Steve Zahn recently. He's made me happy when he's on my TV screen. Always love that guy. Yeah. Check um, out Knights of Badassdom. <laughs> but there's... I mean, I don't really have that much else to say about it, right? Like, this, it's a Christmas movie about a kid that likes Nintendo, and there's a bunch of 80s references in it. Yeah, I haven't it, seen it. I want to see it. I'll probably enjoy it uh, enough, you know? I mean, the bar like for Christmas was, movies is not that high. It felt like it was really pandering to us and our generation, and it's like if you tried to design a Hallmark movie for 20- or 30-year-old dudes this would be the Hallmark movie you would design. Oh, man, that's such a good <laughs> description because it does feel like a... Man, this is going to sound really insulting to the movie, and I don't mean for it to be, but it does feel like kind of a made-for-TV like, yeah. Hallmark movie. It's like a formulaic Hallmark movie for millennials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's and exactly that's... what it feels like. And that's okay because we don't have one. Uh, and so it was fine to watch. But it totally gave me vibes of, uh, you know, uh, you know, reading the storybook and then flashing from the story to the past, back and forth, and, and the kind of ways it was operating. They everything in the movie felt really familiar, like it was just picked out of all of your favorite classics and rolled together, uh, in an in an not a great way, but an uninspired way. But it's still, it's a Christmas movie, and some of them are dog shit, like you said, and. It is a low bar you have to pass, and I think 8-Bit Christmas passes the bar. One thing that really struck me, it was weird, is Neil Patrick Harris is famously gay. He's famous. Super famous and gay. And he plays a straight dad, but there's never the female wife on the screen. <laughs> and so I just wondered, like, what's the point? Why, why didn't you just let Neil Patrick Harris be himself or... Uh, yeah, why didn't they just give him a husband? Yeah. Yeah, why didn't you give him a husband? Like, it, it didn't feel like he needed to be straight in that movie. It felt like the movie was, you know, put out a casting call for a husband and Neil Patrick Harris showed up and they were like, holy shit, cast Neil Patrick Harris. Of course we do, because he's great. He crushes it in the movie. But yeah, why why did he have to be a straight guy in the movie? <laughs> it, it, it kind of took me out of good it. question Gary. i'm really interested to see him in uh he'll be in the matrix resurrections the fourth matrix movie that comes out um well actually at the time that we're recording at the time this episode will be dropping it's already out and available on hbo max but the time we're recording this it's not out yet and i have not seen it yet but um of course it's directed by um uh, I believe it's Lana Wachowski that's directing the Matrix Resurrections. So, of course, a, you know, LGBT uh, icon in her own right. And so I think that Neil Patrick Harris being in that is is cool in that sense. So, you know, not that I think that it would have anything to do with his character, but it's both just worth the, Both of the Wachowskis are now sisters. Is that correct? Or, mm-hmm. okay. I didn't know if it was both of them were... But Lily Wachowski is not a director on the new Matrix movie. It is just Lana Wachowski, I believe. Lana or Lana? I don't know if it's Lana or Lana. Lana! Lana! Get Um, into sound! 
at Christmas. And then uh, I was going to talk about one other thing, which this was kind of a fun watch. Uh, I watched, this is on Apple TV plus um, streaming exclusively there. This is a Christmas documentary that's called Twas the Fight Before Christmas. And this <laughs> this is about a guy. His name is Jeremy Morris. I had to look up his name because I couldn't remember after watching. I thought you were going to say it was like a Tickle Me Elmo documentary when all those people used to slug each other back in the late 90s. Oh, no. not just slug. Murder. <laughs> this is about a guy who loves Christmas, a, a real person. This is a real-life guy, and he is in the documentary talking about his story. And this guy loves Christmas. Loves Christmas and loves decorating his home for Christmas. But not just decorating his home a little bit. He decorates it all the way. And this documentary is about how he and his wife decorated their house for Christmas and created an event uh, on social media that drew thousands of people to his home to see his home and to do this Christmas celebration. And he went all out. He had a camel in his yard and a choir and all this stuff. And it was very successful. And then he wanted to up his game. And it got to the point where literally he and his wife were like, we need a bigger house. So they moved to this neighborhood where they could buy a bigger house, a quiet neighborhood and it became a battle between him and his neighborhood HOA because he was decorating his house and inviting thousands of people to come see yeah. his house and the disruption that it caused in his neighborhood and his for his neighbors in this in this small com quiet community and so it's just it follows the legal you know the the court trials and everything and the battle between this guy and and his HOA it worth noting the main guy himself um i just said his name jeremy morris the one who likes decorating his house is a lawyer so, so that's kind of creates an interesting ripple in it as well because the dude knows what he's doing so um it's just an interesting documentary about this dude who loves christmas and comes off a little bit nuts for it but just wants to decorate his house but you feel for these people that just really want you know, a lot of retired people that live in this community that like that it's quiet and don't want to talk to people. And then all of a sudden have their car, their streets so congested, they can't even leave their homes during the holidays with this guy whose house becomes an attraction. I Very mean, it is a dick move. Right. <laughs> so um, and he d pulls a lot of dick moves, as you would see. The guy sounds like an asshole. <laughs> but y'all know I'm a like y'all know I'm an apple he sounds like he's abusing the Christmas cheer. Yeah, for sure. But y'all know I'm a homer for uh, Apple TV Plus. I, I'm a fan of the service, so uh, I actually this is forgot a... that Apple TV Plus existed, and I haven't watched anything on it in like a month and a half. Right, since pretty much since Ted Lasso ended. Right. Oh shit, you're right. <laughs> Yeah, go figure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this is this is on Apple TV Plus streaming for free. There, if you're, I mean. Not for free, for the price of an Apple TV Plus subscription, but a lot of people get that for free with an Apple device. So, uh, yeah, go watch this. It's it's It was entertaining. Yeah, that, that guy on Ted Lasso, uh, the, the, the pissed off guy, the, the angry guy, you know what I'm talking about? Roy Kent. Roy Kent yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy. You know, you know what he was on before Ted Lasso? No. Doctor Who. Oh, boy. 
<laughs> it was an episode of Doctor Who. I just saw. You're welcome. <laughs> That's it for me for what I've been watching. I've got some games I'll talk about, but I'll throw it to y'all if there's anything else uh, that you've been watching. Uh, Gary, you can go ahead since you only got the one thing. I haven't been watching. I've been playing also. I actually. Oh, I got uh, some watching then, if that's what you want to. Yeah, man. I've been I've been video gaming, so I'll I'll jump in on gaming news. I've I I've been keeping up on my series. I've been watching the Hawkeyes. We already talked about that last episode. Uh, I haven't seen any new ones since then. Uh, and then Wheel of Time, same thing. But uh, The Witcher. <laughs> you said but. <laughs> the Witcher. <laughs> you said but. Uh, but the Witcher, but, um, is I, I've been watching, I've watched like the first four. They all, this is one of the ones they dumped all at once, uh, which I, I've grown to not like as much as I used to like. I kind of have been enjoying streaming services, doing it weekly. Um, it's kind of nice when you don't have the obligation to binge it, right? Like you can just watch your weekly water cooler. Episode I feel obligated to binge this one. Or... Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's nice to spread it out. You have something to look forward to every week. Uh, but yeah, The Witcher season two. So far, I'm about four episodes in. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, it seems. So the first season, you know, I, you guys have you guys seen it? First season. I did not watch the first season. I watched the first episode of the first season. Thought, oh, that's pretty cool, and then never watched it again. Okay. I love, I love The Witcher. Uh, the Witcher three in my opinion, is one of the greatest games. It's fantastic. The lore is great. Uh, I love the games for what it's worth. So I'm surprised okay. to myself that I didn't finish the show, the first season, but I d I've played a ton of Witcher 2 and Witcher 3. Yeah. No, uh, I love uh, I love Henry. Uh, is it Cavill or Cavill? Cavill. Cavill. I love Henry Cavill as uh, uh, Geralt. Uh, he's great. Off, and he's a huge fan too. He's read all the books. Uh, apparently, he's a, like an onset encyclopedia. Uh, but yeah, so the, so the first season, it's very the timeline. They they keep going back and forth and back and forth. They show him uh, from earlier life going forward, and then they show the girl, uh, and the timelines are all out of sync. And then eventually, they they match up. Season two. It's just the one timeline. I haven't seen them jump back and forth. It's a lot less confusing, a lot easier to follow. It's a lot cleaner. Uh, the action's cool. I've heard from other people that they don't like some of the CGI. Uh, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think that it it's doing it's doing the thing. I feel like I'm watching The, the Witcher. Uh, they do just enough of the political stuff. They're doing just enough of the TNA. They're doing just enough of the, the big scary monsters. And... Uh, uh, Siri is great. I think she's doing a great job. Uh, I love where the story's at right now. They they go to uh, Ken Moran, the the Witcher stronghold that that uh, that Geralt is from, and it's really it's really cool. They do it well. It's well done. And also, it seems like they're talking about stuff that happens in the other Netflix uh, canon with The Witcher, because obviously there's the animated movie, and they mention stuff that happens that I don't know if it's Witcher canon or not, uh, but they do mention the animated Witcher movie, essentially, <laughs> which was really cool. Um, and I, I, I like it. I'm a fan. I am a fan of this. Uh, I've also been saying that Henry uh, Cavill needs to be uh, Felix... Uh, from Grow Trek and Felix the Warhammer story. 
because uh, he's yep. also a huge Warhammer guy, and I think that he would make an amazing Felix. I want that yeah. on the record. A few weeks ago, we talked about a series that would ever unseat Game of Thrones or unseat Lord of the Rings, and I said that the only thing I think would have potential to do it is Warhammer. Warhammer. Warhammer has a video game industry. It has a tabletop game industry. They have a lot of success uh, to turn to and a lot of income to back them. If all they all they need is a major network to throw some money their way, and they have more than enough good content to produce some quality shows, I uh, think they just need a producer. You know who I think needs to pick this up because they have the best chance of doing so: the BBC. Because Games Workshop is a uh, a UK based company, and I think if uh, the BBC needs to jump on that before Netflix gets it, I thought that was a German based company. The British Broadcasting? No. Um, Games Workshop? Games, Games Workshop? Workshop? Yeah. Hmm. They're huge in the UK. I think they started in the UK. I think they might just be really big in Germany. You could it be is right. a British manufacturer. Yeah. A lot go. of the lore is German. A lot of the... Ah. Ca- like, the empire... Uh, the main empire of the Warhammer universe is essentially uh, medieval I Germany. Mean. I should have known better than to challenge you on Warhammer, and for that Warhammer I'm is what I do. Sorry. <laughs> Warhammer is my my shtick. That's like my. So I know I more just, about Warhammer than any, I know anything else. To my point, I just wanted to throw my ring in the hat of the Warhammer success. I'm in on it. Does, I, Henry Cavill, sure. I, hey, Henry Cavill, if you're hearing this, we'll write. We'll write. We have 30 episodes of Warhammer content you can go look at. Uh, if you want to check us out. Uh, but yeah, we would be there. Uh, Drew, we'll bring you on too, man. Yeah, he's, Drew's probably a better writer than we are. Uh, he knows how to do TV format. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. But, you know, don't tell Henry Cavill. Uh, but yeah, The Witcher's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> I, I like it a lot. I am a fan. Uh, I'm liking it. I'm liking it and I'm liking it. And then, uh, so the other thing I just started... I watched the first two episodes, Station Eleven on HBO. Uh, it is another post-apocalyptic kind of thing. Uh, Why the Last Man? Uh, I I was hopeful for that one, uh, but Gary called it. It I didn't finish, man. I didn't finish. It got canceled, and I was like, yeah, probably for the best. You lose, it wasn't. You lose all interest once it gets canceled. Yeah, and you know, it's not going anywhere. Especially in post-apocalyptic settings, I hate it. Because it's happened to me so many times. It happened to me with Jericho. Uh, it, it just happens all the time. Uh, it's frustrating. But, yeah, it wasn't the best. This is better. Uh, I enjoy it. Uh, it starts off... Uh, I gotta give them points for having a leading uh, Middle Eastern man. Fantastic. Very happy. I'm always happy to see that. I always gotta give props to, to my Middle Eastern brethren. Um... And, and he does a really good job. It's the guy from yesterday, uh, that Beatles movie. Kim, uh, I think his name's Himash Himash Patel. It's something like that. Something like that. And he's uh, he's in it, and he's fantastic. Uh, the apocalypse happens. Like the the whole thing happens in the first episode. By the end of the first episode, you know it's going on. They do jump back and forth, but they do so very clearly. They're like ten years ago, thirty years from now. You know, they're very clear about when it happens. Uh, and they're doing just such a different uh, tactic. It's not like, it's not the road. You know, it's not, 
it's so different. There's some mystery going on that we don't know what happened in the past, uh, but we uncover stuff slowly. Uh, they're using the timelines very well. I like it so far. After two episodes, I like it. I don't know if I'm going to keep liking it, but hey, I'm going to keep watching. I've heard really good things about this show. So, it, like, had never heard of it, and then all of a sudden the reviews started dropping because the show's new, and it's all very positive. It's one of the better shows of the year, and it's dropping at the very end of the year. So I might uh, I might check this out, hopefully. I, I would advise at least watching the first one, seeing if you like it. And you guys keep saying it. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, we do keep saying it. Uh, Station Eleven. <laughs> Station uh, Eleven. Sorry. Hey, no problem. Station it's, Eleven uh, streaming on HBO Max. There you go. Yeah, keep check it out. Uh, check out the first episode of Station Eleven if you haven't yet. And if you don't like the first episode of Station Eleven, then you know that it is what it is. Uh, but I'll I think that's pretty much this. it for me um, on my takes. Happy New Year uh, once again. Uh, oh well, then I will. Uh, I'll talk about a couple quick game things before we wrap it up today. Um, you know, I think in the lead up to, typically Xbox is good about they'll you know show what games they they do it about every two weeks. There's here's the new games coming to Game Pass because they do it twice a month, and uh, usually those things are kind of sprinkled throughout two weeks. They kind of dropped everything at once. Um, right before Christmas, and I'm assuming that's why. They're like, hey, it's almost Christmas, here's a bunch of new games. Um, of varying levels of quality, but one of those games is a... Um, is is the Gunk an Xbox exclusive? Or, yes. I think it is. So there's a game called The Gunk. It is a day one Game Pass um, exclusive, and I wanted to jump into this. It is not a very long game, but I did play it, and essentially you are a traveler to a, a new planet that is covered with this kind of mysterious gunk. They call it gunk in the game. It's gunk. It's like a basically like an alien black goo, and you have a power glove that can suction up the goo, and you do so in different areas, and as you do, it changes the environment. It allows the the flora to grow and typically will create new pathways and things. So it's kind of an ex exploration based yeah. platformer with a little bit of a story at where it's, but literally the core of the game it's it's you're cleaning up stuff so that you can get to new places where you can clean up more stuff. Yeah. Which shouldn't be a very fun game, but <laughs> I played this from beginning to end and luckily you can beat it in probably about, you know, six hours or so um so it's not very long but i i don't know if i even had fun playing it but I played, <laughs> it. I played the whole thing i got every achievement so take that for what it's worth yeah uh i also played it i played it uh for a few hours i got i got to a point you know uh so first off i'm gonna give them props for making their main character um a poc amputee woman uh a woman of color amputee is the main character, and fantastic, fantastic, good job, kudos. Uh, also, uh, I I found because I didn't realize her arm. I thought she was wearing a glove, right? When I realized that arm was a part of her, it changed like my relationship with what she was doing. Somehow, I don't know. I liked it a lot. 
Yeah, it's her prosthetic, basically. Yeah, it, it really it did something in my heart. I don't know. It was interesting. Uh, I really like this game so far. Uh, I didn't realize it was so short. That's kind of sad to hear because I I was looking forward to a good long playthrough of a adventure game. Um, but I what I I like the puzzles. I like the cleaning. The cleaning's satisfying in some weird way, and it is. you also kind of have to platform at the later parts while you do it and avoid danger. I was uh, a really big fan of Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah. And to me, this almost sounds like Sunshine, except instead of spraying everything away, you're sucking it up. And kinda. Sunshine, you were opening up new paths so you could jump and climb and get to a thing and get the star and then go to the new place where you would clean another path to jump up and get the star. Yeah, it's it's hard to compare it to a game of that caliber because Sunshine is so great. And this Sunshine's a is not as good. There's not as many enemies. There's you know it's like scripted fighting segments. In does certain it have areas. Uh, does it have Sunshine in its heart? Was it inspired by Sunshine on some level? Yeah, I think that if you find it satisfying to clean up the stuff in Sunshine, you'll find it satisfying to suck up the gunk in yeah. the gunk. I like that you can upgrade your arm. I like that you can do upgrades. I like that you can... Uh, I like exploring the planet. I like the planet. I like uh, the beauty of it. Uh, the planet is pretty. Um, and I like the mystery that's going on right now. When My first impressions were this could potentially be like a new classic, you know. But I didn't realize it was so short. <laughs> I don't know. It's that very might... short, and I'll say this as a critique. You can do upgrades and stuff but none of them are required and so you mm. kind of end up not even really using any of them that's disappointing you don't, you don't unlock many new abilities or anything as you're playing along so it's not like one of those games where it keeps you moving because like now oh, you can I get up here this, or i unlock this and now i can do this yeah. it's just you know eh. so it's just it's a that's small a letdown because it's they... made by an independent studio mm. it's not a huge budget game okay it's a small thing so like i think for what it is it's fine but it's yeah it's not like a big adventure epic like i thought it might be i think if you have game pass definitely play it i would say it's very yeah, short sure. it's worth a download it's short you can it's a nice little story experience but yeah. and the story the story is good i like the characters there's a lot of voice acting uh i like uh the ship and the robots really funny uh but it is disappointing because they do frame it like, you're going to unlock powers that do this. Because, like, that's the first thing you do, is unlock, like, that one power. But I guess that was it, which is disappointing. Uh, and this is... I was just looking it up because I wasn't sure if it was a Series X exclusive or not. It is on regular Xbox One. Too. Yeah, I, that's what I played it on. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you were playing it on PC or not. No, I played it on my uh, Xbox One. Well, there's that, and then the only other game I was going to mention is I've I've been trucking along playing more of the Halo Infinite campaign, so I'm taking my time in that because there's a lot of um, things on the map, as we've talked about, like collectibles and things to upgrade and whatever, and I've just still been enjoying the gameplay loop there. It's Halo, so the enemy AI is really good, and it's some of the different encounters you can get into are really fun. I think that Halo Infinite may have messed up my right bumper, though, on my <laughs> uh, controller, because the right bumper in the campaign, well, in in multiplayer too, but not as much, uh, is the button that you use to use your grapple. And so you are grappling all the time 
in the Halo Infinite campaign. So I am spamming that button so much, and I think I maybe have pounded on the grapple button so much that I messed up my right bumper. So nice. we'll see. We'll I've see. Had, I'll report uh, back. I've had like three controllers be casualties of right bumpers, stick drifts, and other assorted problems. Uh, and I'm not, I, you know, I don't throw my controllers or drop my controllers. I'm just hard on my controllers with my big meaty claws. Same. I'm, I'm, I try, try to treat my controllers really well. And so it's disappointing when this happens because you're like, I promise I've been good to this controller. My hands. I feel like my hands produce an abnormal amount of grease. I will, uh, I'll catch Ew. myself sometimes, like, white-knuckling <laughs> my controller and pressing the triggers or buttons yeah. really hard in stressful moments. And uh, I'm really grateful for whoever at Microsoft or Sony goes through and stress tests these controllers to make sure grown men can squeeze them with all their <laughs> might on accident. Um, the game I've been playing is Biomutant, and that's because Biomutant was on sale... Uh, there's a big Christmas sale on Xbox and Microsoft, and a bunch of games are, like, up to 70% off even. And Biomutant was 50% off, so I wanted it when it came out, um, and the reviews for it were kind of quiet. Um, and, and I wanted it to be a huge hit, and that, that apparently that's not what it was. So I'm happy to get it for 50% for off at this point. If you like Fable and you've always wanted to play Fable as a little animal guy instead of a human because you can't make your animal guy a big animal guy which was upsetting to me you, you have to be like a little fox i type thought creature. that was half the point i also did i thought you could make all sorts of different animals. very and sad. you sort of can go from raccoon to weasel and it's sort of in that small family of, of small lanky cute uh maybe creepy looking Mine almost looks like a little hyena guy, but he still looks like he could be a little weasel guy. So, um, I would like yeah. to point out, I remember the early showings of this, because this game has been on the horizon forever. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, I remember them showing that you could be bigger, so there was like a sliding size scale that affected gameplay. I feel like I remember that, and well, uh, that's disappointing to hear that's not in the game. It's gone bye-bye, and so uh, I was disappointed with that, yes. As the gameplay started, I kind of thought um, that it was missing something integral to, like, the way the game played, like, the, the actual controls were off or something. But I, as I'm unlocking more powers already, I've got, like, two or three spells, and I've got a couple of different weapons, and it's getting more fun quickly. The game really lends itself to uh, a very fast combo system, which is probably why they took the big guys out of the game or changed it for whatever reason. Uh, so it's really fast. You dash around, you blast spells, you shoot your gun. It's almost like Devil May Cry type of combat speed. Um, but it's it, it, there's constant narration. All the characters speak in like animal talk. And so there is a narrator who tells you what all the characters are saying. And so it's kind of like an old... British man who voices over the things for you in a whimsical kind of way. And so it, it gives you like a fairy tale fable type of vibe, but when you look in the distance, there's ruined power lines and crashed buildings, and you've got guns and lightning gloves and fire spells. And so it's definitely fun. And it's definitely fun for half price. Um, the reviews for it were like a 4.5 from the Xbox store. And so, of course, that's all fan reviews. Out of 10? 
Uh, no, out of five. Wow. And those are all fan reviews, so, you know, that's not critics. Those are people who actually play the game, and those reviews can be really skewed because whenever you have fans reviewing stuff, weird things happens. Uh, but I think that that's probably right. It's probably a four, you know? It's probably a playable game. Uh, maybe four it's is high. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I, I feel... You know, I'm not a single-player guy, right? That's not my type of game. Yeah. And this game is pretty damn fun. And I know that there's, like, bartering and charisma checks and stuff that I haven't gotten to yet. Right now, I'm still in the wilds fighting and doing my first quest. But there is lots of evil choice, good choice. Like, do you want to get the good guy aura points and, like, a little white angel oh, will okay. pop up? Yeah, or do you want right. to do the bad guy thing and the, the bad guy, a little demon will pop up? And so it has that fable morality. It has that fable whimsical feel. Um, it, you're in this cool post-apocalyptic fantasy animal world, and you have magic. And of course, I picked the the like magic adept class. So oh, that's just, cool. Yeah, I'm key blasting everybody with lightning and doing like fire dashes and blasting people I, with guns. I do love a good post-human fantasy setting. Uh, See, and I thought that like that's that's really the draw to it, right? If you if but but no, know that you will not be making some cool custom creature. Uh, that's not really what that they is went disappointing. With. But for half price, maybe that's correct. Certified fresh. Um, I would tell you to buy it for half price. Okay, I'll, I'll call it half price fresh. Okay, I'll call it I'll call it manager special fresh. Absolutely. Uh, no, very cool. It's not, I might check it out. It's not, it actually does sound pretty fun. I uh, have one yeah. final question before we wrap up. Mm -hmm. Or, John, were you going to bring up something else? I just had a time? quick uh, reminder. Uh, you guys still probably have time. Uh, when this releases on Christmas Eve, you might have one more day to get your free epic game of the day. Uh, they're doing 15 days of games if you're listening now. Uh, you have to be there that day to claim it on the Epic Game Store. Also, they're giving away a $10 off coupon, Epic Game Store. Uh, check for similar deals. They're happening everywhere. You that Now is the time to fill up that Steam library with games you will never play. That now. Do it now. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Just a friendly reminder. I was uh, I was just going to ask Gary regarding your new Xbox Series X. How how did you secure it? Just curious. You know, a lot of people have interesting stories for how they managed to grab one. Did you have anything fun? Yeah. So I actually had a dear friend of mine uh, get it for me, and now I just have to pay that dear friend back. So just somebody happened to be at the right place, right time. So saw it, it was, grabbed it. It was actually Chad. And he already has one. And so he, for some reason, he loves keeping his eye out for them. Like, he he thinks it's fun to sit at home and refresh his websites to see who has them in stock. I don't know why. He has one already. He just likes to do it. And so he found one and bought one and then texted me. was like, hey, do you want this? <laughs> because he can find another buyer, right? It's a, it's a Series X. I just got right. first dibs. And I was like... Yes, I do, but I can't pay you back right now. And he's like, ah, whatever, pay me every month until we're caught up. It's like, cool, no problem. <laughs> so he actually met me uh, today and dropped it off at Thomas's house. And so uh, I was hanging out with Thomas. We had an open house today. And uh, I went to go hang out with him before we moved, make sure I spent a day over there chilling. And uh, then I also got a Series X today. So today has been a, a good day. Great. 
great. I'm glad to hear it. And that's awesome that that uh, worked out. I, I too keep an eye out, but not that closely. So I know I have, um, so Jahan, yeah. for your sake, I'll let you know if I see any. Yeah, let me know. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe Santa will be good to you. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe Santa will be very good to me. Well, uh, if if he is not, room. though, I will next day pay you back if you get one. Uh, I do have that money set aside. Damn. Um, Tell that fat red lobster to get off your roof and bring you a fucking Xbox. Right? No, yeah. <laughs> I keep hearing stuff up there, man. I think tis the season. He Santa should be done at your house already. That may be a home invasionist. Well, well you know, I I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Your mother's cheating on your father? I don't know. Santa looked awfully short, so it might have just been my dad. That could have been him. Yeah, little was it a tiny brown Santa Claus? Yeah, a tiny brown Santa, like those Yo, little yeah, yeah yep. those little chocolate Santa. That's my daddy. <laughs> uh, for uh, those of you who don't know, my dad is considerably darker than I am. Happy holidays, uh, happy new year, make sure to eat all your, your greens and your beans and all that for your good luck, and eat your new year's ham, and do your, uh, do your traditions and your pot roasts, and drink your champagnes, and shoot off fireworks. Yeah, happy holidays, happy Christmas Eve, happy Christmas, happy, uh, anything you celebrate. Uh, you should make a resolution to listen to more Fresh Out the Podcast next year. Yeah, your new year's, happy new year's. Happy yeah, we'll 2022. Be, we'll be back on New Year's, talking New Year's resolutions, talking best of 2021, what we look forward to in 2022, all that good stuff. So if you have listened to um, to the first 25 episodes to fresh out the podcast that have come out in the year 2021, we thank you for being along with us for this ride, because I'd say we enjoy doing it and have no plans to stop. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it means the world to us. Uh, happy holidays and stay fresh, everybody. <laughs>